Ahoy! Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. This is your favourite fact podcast. Uh, Our job is very simple. We search, we scour the internet, sometimes even books. Uh, We learn facts. You decide whether they are worth remembering or they should be shoveled into that big bin full of nonsense. My name's Dan. A few facts for you this week. We'll talk about a strange naming tradition. Also, an incredible bit of spy gear. And we love spy gear on the show. And... We're getting proper political. Connor, what do you got? Oh, we do love spy gear. That's an early one, the spy gear chart. I remember that. Uh, we're going to talk about a jockey named Frank Hayes. Uh, also, something about US food to keep an eye on. And let it be by the Beatles. It's all on the way. It's a brand new episode of Baffled. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now, if you've just joined us, like, go back and find the Connor Explains episodes that we used to do um, before you ran out of things to explain. You would have explained everything. Well, I only made it back for six months. Yeah. Yeah. It was oh. going to come to an end at some stage. And we did Spy Gear, right? Yeah, we done, uh, yeah, we done Spy Gear, I think. I think we... Uh, it was actually on the episode that Spy Gear come up and then we done a little bit on Spies as well, but... And you said you wanted to shove things up your bum. Uh, yeah, we was talking about the fact that, you know, some spies have been known to hide things in that area of their body. And then we asked, you know. I remember you had some rogue things up there. Not like. Yeah. But has, has they changed recently? If uh, I were to make you a spy tomorrow, what would you no, keep a little uh, kinder egg up your bum? I'd, I'd still stick with the three things that I mentioned before. The, uh, the little adapter for your aux cable, which probably isn't really needed anymore. Uh, Jaffa cake, in case you get a little bit. And then I can't remember the other thing. It was a different version of Lemsip. What's it called? Lemsip? No, you know the little... Anyway, that for any... Dioralite? Uh, no. Anyway, mm. we bring you six facts every week. You just decide whether they are worth remembering or if they can be shared, if it's good pub ammo or if they are absolutely nonsense and useless. Yeah. Connor, what do you got? Uh, in 1923, there was a jockey named Frank Hayes. He won a race at Belmont Park in New York despite being dead. How did this happen? So he suffered a heart attack mid-race. Uh, his body fell forward, but his body stayed within the saddle due to the support of the saddle. His horse crossed the line for a 21 outsider victory. He, he won the race, complete victory, and he was reported dead at the finish line. What year? Uh, this was back in 1923. You know what this podcast is, right? Uh, Comedy fact podcast. Yeah. I don't know what to do with man dies halfway round through a horse race. No, I understand, but I just find it quite bloody interesting that the body didn't fall off and the fact that he was reported dead at the wick. Can you imagine the reaction? He's bloody dead. Imagine having a little bet on the fact that the guy might win and be dead. 
What's the return on that? Well, no one's going to give you that bet, surely, because you can have a hand in it. I reckon the next year at the old Belmont Park, New York race, someone had that bet. It's also a very like 1920s thing to happen. And also, there's no TV there, isn't there? Right, no TV footage and stuff like that. So no one's going to bloody know anyway. You're not going to notice, aren't you? But the body as well fully fell forward. There is one photo online. I don't know if it's a re like you know re-image of it. Um, but yeah, body was really really far forward, kind of leaning into the neck slightly as well. So it actually looked like he was he was uh, he was racing. But then again, if it was in the modern day, you'd definitely be able to know this. I also. Like what people would have worn back there mm. would have been wild. Like you, you see people who used to play baseball or used to play soccer or rugby yeah. back then. They weren't, you know, they weren't wearing things that we would at all class no, no. as sport gear now. Uh. I bet he was probably riding with like a top hat or something. Maybe a little top hat on, yeah. 1923, I'd ride with a top hat. I'd be in a three-piece suit in 1923. I'd have a top hat, I'd have a little cane, cigar, and let the horse do the business. On the go- A monocle? Yeah, I'd have one of them. You would have a cane, wouldn't you? Little yeah, diamond, I, diamond encrusted head. Absolutely. And then when I win, in the air, cane in the air, top hat off, light up the old Cuban. And we learned the other week that taxis in London have to be a certain height for people with top hats. So you could always get around. Don't have to worry about that on the horse. It's a good no. thing about a horse. I would ride a horse, actually. That's how I'd get around London, too. If you were in the 1920s, yeah. notoriously the, uh, the swinging 20s, yep. the, uh, flappers and all that, uh, hedonism was rife. What? How would you live your day? What would you have for your breakfast? Oats. <laughs> Keep it simple. Bit yeah. of oats, bit of energy for the big old day. See, the difference is in 1923 as well, a lot of what you're doing, you're getting around is manual labour, right? You're walking probably a lot more. You have to be more active. You might be riding your bloody horse, you know? So therefore, you need your oats, you need your protein, you need your bits, you need your bobs. Yeah, but you're probably white-collar worker here. Okay. You're not a blue-collar. If, if you're in a top-out with a monocle, mm. a Cuban, mm. and a cane on the jobby. Yeah. You're not manual labour. Yeah, but I would still be the same type of guy that I am right now, which is make myself look a lot better than what I actually am in real life. Present myself as, you know, a millionaire maybe, but I'm not. Millionaires don't have that mullet and moustache. I appreciate it. First fact of the show for me, I want to take you back to the French Revolution of 1789. God, we got him right back, haven't we? How We've you done feeling? the timeline here. How are you feeling? Strap yourself in. Yeah, 250-odd years ago. Okay. Uh, during the French Revolution, members of the National Assembly, they would meet to you know, make decisions. They divided into supporters of the king yep. and supporters of the revolution. So there was a king of France. There was a, yeah, and big revolution. People wanted to oust the king. So you yep. had the president right in the middle. Okay. You had supporters of the king to the president's right mm-hmm. and the supporters of the revolution to his left. Okay. Which is why we have... Right wing, left wing. Right wing, left wing now. Really? Yeah, that's where it comes from. Wow, okay. So does that still stand today? Are you right wing if you're a supporter of the monarchy? I think you are, aren't you? You're classed as right wing? Well, I, th- I think there are various nuances, but generally if you're far left wing, you wanna, you're in favour of a revolution. It's only taken... Uh, Producer Adam, how many episodes? He's got no idea. 400. 400 episodes and we're finally into a political chat without Mark. Me and you. Uh, and uh, one deputy... Baron de Gorville explained, we began to recognise each other. Those who were loyal to religion and the king took up positions to the right of the chair so as to avoid the shouts, oaths and and indecencies uh, that enjoyed free reign in the opposing camp. So members of uh, who had anti-democratic or anti-socialist views sat to the right. Those were liberal, liberal, egalitarian, they sat to the left. So that is why we still have right and left wing. Okay. Slightly changed and nuanced over the last 240 years, but that's where it comes from. Let's, uh, let's put it in the modern day. We're in Hyde Park. You've got the king. 
Why are we in Hyde Park? Well, it's just a big place to put a load of people. Sure. How's that going down when you split it in half? Left wing one side, right wing the other side. Little barrier in the middle. A bit like a sort of away and home game at the football match. I wonder how that goes down in London in this modern day. Well, I... The thing is, this is during various French revolutions, Could be quite right? a bit of fun, though. Turn up, couple of tinnies, eh? Yeah. Go with the lads. You you and your monocle. Yeah. With your big Cuban on the go. But this is during French revolutions that were notably pretty brutal, uh, like, it, battles. It probably was, like, murders happening here as well, like, well, right? I, people I, fighting. I don't really know, but I can't imagine it was... Throwing things? I can't imagine they were having a chat. Do you reckon they've done what they do in gigs these days, which is just have a little <laughs> in a cup and, you know, over the crowd? How did you get on with Glastonbury with that? Oh, covered. Yeah? Covered from yours uh, what did you do if you needed a wee oh no no if, if I needed a wee at Glastonbury I would go in the little the little thing I'm not really too bad with oh yeah what about you because you wee loads was you doing the cup on the floor or well it's actually at Glastonbury really frowned upon isn't it I think it is and it isn't yeah I, so I did I, I you know I didn't want to just be that guy that's like you know doing it all over the land don't really, don't really agree with that so I've done a lot of the cubic but they were bad by the fifth day so yeah I did do one right at the back well in, I, yeah. I bought with me a uh, piss bottle. Oh. I bought it online. Great. Didn't use it. Didn't need it. And but I you piss loads. Yeah, I know. And I was surprised. And there were times when I'd spent, you know, two hours standing around for the Arctic Monkeys, three hours standing around for Elton John. But I didn't need it. I've got a good mate who I was with, and he needs it all the time. All he right. bought specifically from Glastonbury. They had these metal water containers. Yeah, yeah. You saw those? They were twenty-two more... quid. Those were no. These were cheaper. These these were about seven pounds. They were metal water bottles. They had a nice Glastonbury thing on the side, and he really enjoyed it because he said it was the perfect. Um, it was the perfect circumference uh, size right. uh, to to for him to relieve his bladder. Wonderful. Didn't think we'd get onto that bit of the topic there on that fact, but great. Oh yeah. If you hear left or right wing, it comes from the French Revolution of 1789 when members of the National Assembly divided into supporters of the king and those who wanted a revolution. Second fact of the show, Connor. Uh, Let It Be by the Beatles. Do you know much about that song at all? Yeah. Uh, Do you know that Aretha Franklin actually originally released it? I do not know. Okay, so Aretha Franklin released that song, Let It Be. The actual song, lyrically exactly the same because uh, the Beatles gave her the song with the intention of her releasing the song. She left it so long recording that the Beatles fell in love with the song and were like, we're going to release it too. So much so that when it was released by Aretha Franklin, there was only two months difference until the Beatles released it. Therefore, her version of the song, which actually came out first, was completely forgotten about. (sighs) Because she took so long apparently she had had the song for ages they wrote the song the beatles they weren't keen weren't too sure for whatever how, reason i don't know how much i buy it mate it's all online and the song is on spotify aretha franklin let it be i'm not saying that she's not done it but i don't know if because the if you hear any story from paul mccartney as he wrote the song he'll say it came to him in a dream he woke up yeah if you've had that moment are you passing it off are you giving it to someone else yeah, well, apparently he sent a uh, he sent a demo to the singer in the hope that she'd record it, which of course she did. There we go, she did. But it was released two months in difference to the Beatles' release as well, before so, or after. So apparently Aretha Franklin was first, but obviously it's hard with things like this because a lot of this sort of stuff is based around hearsay. Is it this? Is it not this? But apparently it was that. Apparently it was, and apparently the Beatles one wiped it clean. Obviously, come on, love Aretha Franklin, but it's all based on hearsay. Yeah, all based on hearsay. It's pure and simple like that. What a tune. Or pure and simple by hearsay. That's also a tune, but let it be, man. Oh, saw the bootleg Beatles at Glasgow as well. Fantastic. Second fact of the show for me, and I, I, I require no questions with this. 
I'm just going to give you the fact. Don't yeah. ask any questions. So I don't know. Yeah. For some reason, in 2013 in America, there was a big boom in naming your baby Cheese. God. I don't know why. Is it a fashion? Fashion. I don't know. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. You're telling me there was a boom in America of just calling your baby Cheese. <laughs> in 2013. Why? But, but it was 450 times the amount of kids named Cheese in that one year. That's ridiculous. And I don't know, no one knows why. I didn't even know Cheese was a name. Ne- neither did I. Let's find somebody. Should I, do, should I do a quick Facebook? See if there's someone called Cheese. Well, there's going to be loads and they'll be 10 years old. I do not believe that there are actual human beings well, on this Well, they might not be on Facebook because you can't be on Facebook until you're older. So, and they'll all be 10 because they were born in this year. Cheese. You see, this is the problem. Search. You see, this would be an issue, wouldn't it? If someone's trying to locate you... Actually, could probably help you. All you're getting is a load of cheese stuff. Ah, <laughs> uh, Eleanor Cheese, Mark Cheese, Irene Cheese. But this is first name's cheese. You're winding me up. No, I'm being serious. You're, you're winding so me up. So it's like cheese night. We really have hit. <laughs> I, th- I thought that was good fun. I think on the 400th episode, we've, we've, we've hit the bottom barrel. I thought that was good fun. Have you got any example of anybody with the name you're cheese? You're doing a bit of radio, right? Oh, here we go. There you go. Yeah. Why don't you... Mm. You're doing, you know, good radio yeah. onto Radio 1. How much would I need to pay you for you to change your name to Cheese Night? <laughs> loads. Yeah? Yeah. All loads. the jingles. Although it probably would do all right in this day and age. What, what, what does that mean? Well, because my name Cheese, people would they'd buy into it. He's named f***ing Cheese. Got to have him on. You were just slagging it off a second ago. That's ridiculous. I think you're winding me up on that It's one. true. No, no, I think you're winding me up. So, if anybody's listening their name Cheese or knows somebody, please get in touch. Nine American, no, please. Nine American babies were named Cheese per 500,000 parents right. in 2013. Okay, so it's rare. Well, I, I mean, there are four million babies born in the US every year. Mm. So you can times that by eight. So it's still quite a lot. I can't believe this. Our people. 450 times the amount of babies called Cheese were born in 2013 and 2012. Oh, no right. one knows yeah. why. Skyrocketed. Skyrocketed. Now, before anyone starts getting pissed off by this phenomenon, keep in mind that according to babycenter.com, which is obviously the place to go for this, right? All, for, all confirmation at babycenter.com. Only nine US newborns were blessed with the name. Blessed with the name. That you're not being blessed with the name Bloody Cheese. I think that that is a little bit, um, a little bit cruel, I think, if you name your baby Cheese. Why? You set them up for a lifetime. I think you can make it your own. A lifetime. But all, na- all names come with... Come on, mate. Take yourself back to school. Come on. All names come with connotations. So you... Like, we've discussed your name. Your name is exclusive... The only time I hear Connor, it's exclusively reserved for mums yelling at their kids because they've got their pants down and they're kicking the floor in Sainsbury's. Oh, here we go. Hold on a minute. Got a lovely graph here that Baby Centre provide of um, cheese popularity and rank, and there's a nice little spike in, in 2013. That's what I'm saying. It skyrocketed. <sighs> That's a shame, isn't it? God. If you are called Cheese, I, I'm sorry. I, I'd be so gutted. Wouldn't you? Oh, so I've had a mare today. I was on my way to record an episode of Loose Lips and realised we need to make that promo. A promo? Right. What do we need to say? 
May we mention that we have a main episode out every Tuesday where we discuss all the things that influence women trying to figure life out. Okay, yeah, yeah, good idea. Maybe we can mention that we've got an extra lippy episode out on Fridays where we discuss listeners' dilemmas. Should I put that in there? Oh, yeah. And we're not great at it, are we? Talk for yourself. I'm pretty good. <laughs> Get in touch with us with your dilemmas at listlips at createproductions.com. If you like this podcast, you'll love our one. Just search Loose Lips wherever you get your podcasts and hit follow. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Right, moving on with the show. You can always get in touch with us, by the way. If you get to bafflepod.com, we've got everything there. Uh, you get in touch using the contact page there. If you've got any facts, you can share those with us. If you're called cheese, you can do that too. No, seriously, if you are called cheese, I'll know anyone called cheese. I want to hear from you on that because I don't believe that's a thing. <laughs> if you are called cheese and you want to prove you're a baffled fan, make sure you buy some merch. What's a really unfortunate surname to have if you name cheese? You know what? I should have taken to Glastonbury. String. String. Go on. You know what? I should have taken to Glastonbury. Yeah. The old baffled bottle that we've got. I took it. That's perfect for piss. I took it. And, you know, I tell you what, tell you what, we'll load up a few sales here. Adam, get yourself ready. Producer Adam can have a little look. They'll sell literally as people listen to this. It keeps your drink cold. Yeah? Tell me more. Give me the full sell. Well, it must be insulated. Because I was pouring. Yeah, but don't don't talk through the science of it. Just like tell me tell me through. I don't want to hear what happened. Well, I, I want to hear how it affected you, how it made your life better. Well, I had a uh, like a flavoured sort of tonicky drink then vodka, and that was my drink at Glastonbury. Because at Glastonbury, you can make a drink, can't you? You can take it with you for the whole day. So that was what I was doing. And then I'll go to the little bar and get some ice, put the ice in. That drink was bloody strong, so I'd make it last throughout the day. You're looking at maybe six hours, and it was still cold. Incredible. Baffledpod.com. Yeah, it's a baffled water bottle. And while you're there, get some socks. Get some socks. I want to see one purchase of the socks. Cheers. Last fact of the show, cheese string, take it away. Uh, In the US... Kind of makes sense. Food may be labelled zero calories if it contains less than five calories per serving. How many? How much food actually contains five calories? Well, this is the thing. I was looking into it. Apparently quite a bloody lot. Apparently there's a lot of food that says zero calories. I haven't got many examples for you, but they very much could have calories in them. But apparently there's no calories in water. Surely there's got to be some, isn't there? Well, I don't know too much about it, but calories tend to refer to the energy that you're gaining from something. Oh, is it? Is it? Is that really? It's, yeah. it's the stuff that's in it. 
So in water, I don't think there's calories. It's oh, like, no, zero calories, yeah. It's, zero it's calories. like in uh, diet drinks. There's not really any calories there. A cup and you have of, to wonder what else is in it. Oh, yeah, good example, actually. So I forgot that it's just slipped my mind. Uh, a cup of uh, arugula. That's got five calories in it. And they say, no, what is arugula? No idea, but it's rich in calcium, iron, and potassium. Put that in your baffled water bottle. Nice and cold for your day. Any more for any more on that? Uh, no. Watercress. Zero calories. All right. There you are. And pickles. Hit the jingle. Next one. Last fact of the show for me. This is good. This is spy gear. The trousers of the Air Force yep. during World War II. Okay. They had buttons on it. You know, fly buttons that you used to pin yourself together. What, as in, the instead of a zip, you'd have buttons? Well, the, the one at the top, the button you have at the top. Oh, just yeah, what I've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you took those two buttons off and attached them together, they made a compass. Excellent. Yeah. You see, that, that is the sort of shit that I would buy today. Why would you need it Because I love, I really love, and all jokes aside, don't laugh at this because it is the truth, but I love old army wear. Like, it's really fashionable and it's really, really good stuff. So, like, the old flight jackets they used to wear, the shot ones, they've got the old, like, you know, working wear French stuff. So, the old army gear as well is really cool. Like, the old army work, they're so expensive. That would be something you'd have to buy. So, you'd get the bottom button. Amazing. You'd balance the top one on it. Yeah. It had a little white dot, which represented north, mm. and it would spin, and the magnet would align to let you know where north was. See, so, just in case you were ever lost, just in yeah, case you were a, an Air Forceman who was downed a pilot, you would know where to go. I don't know how helpful that is. This wouldn't work for me. You can't tell north and south? No, no, not that. No, I, you know, I can't, but this wouldn't work for me because I like to buy my jeans a waist size too big. Because <laughs> yeah. I like them to be slightly baggier and slightly ballooned. So these jeans I'm packing right here are 32 waist. I'm a 30. So they're quite baggy without a belt. I'm taking that button off. I'm loose. But you'd be wearing a belt at the same time, surely. But say I forgot my belt. I got, I got up, set me alarm, I'm off to army, and I forgot my belt. But I think, I don't know how much choice you'd have in, in the size of your trousers during the World War II. Right. They set alarms? Well, yeah, probably. Not on their iPhones, though. Just a, yeah. I, I I wouldn't work with that. I'd need me button. I think that casual attitude means you probably wouldn't get in the RAF. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Should be all that out of career. If you were downed, if you were a pilot downed, I'd hate to see what you'd get up to. You'd wandering around, you know, wandering around Czechoslovakia on your own. I've always said... You'd be useless. It's funny, actually. I've always said that I would be <laughs> bloody useless at stuff like outdoorsy and all stuff. I'm actually really good at it. When I've I go, always said that. When I go camping. Yeah, always. Yeah, I've always avoided camping. I've never done it with my family. My mum and dad aren't into it. But as I've got older and I've started camping with my girlfriend and her family, I'm bloody good at it, mate. I put up a tent. I'm quick. You know why? Get it done. You're staying hydrated with a nice chilled water that's in your baffled water bottle. Although I am only good putting stuff up with a little tinny. If I haven't got a little tin in the hand, I'm sick of it. I don't think... Moaning. That qualifies you. If you're a World War II pilot... Can you imagine been it? bombed down... Adam, mate, you got a Fosters? Yeah. It's, it's great. Right, yes, hold on. We have, yes, we have yeah. the Fosters. Give me five minutes and I'll be with you. Yeah. Don't fire a gun. Let me just have this tinny. Just let me get my tent up. And then I'll be about... I'm having a Fosters top. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. That's how I would roll. I think we've uncovered a lot. I think we've uncovered loads. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Baffle. What have we learned? Well, where left and right come from politically. Also, you can expect loads of mates called Cheese in like five years' time. And we found out that Connor will be the next Bear Grylls. Hey. A pissed Bear Grylls that's probably walking off a cliff while pitching his tent quite badly. 
No. But Bear Grylls nonetheless. No, as I've said, I just need a moment. All right? Pack of four. Put me anywhere. And I'm good to go. Without a pack of four, I, I d- might fall off the cliff. I don't want to uh, put a, a big stop on the end of the show. Yeah. But... It's, it's a lot of weight to carry around like a pack of four fozzies when you're walking around the wild well then I'll do what I've done at Glastonbury get rid of the wellies for extra room for the beers bafflepod.com is where you need to go if you'd like to get in touch and we will see you next week say goodbye Connor uh, goodbye I will say goodbye au revoir cheese Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.